Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. We got a loaded show for you. Lots to dive into. The Warriors close out the Blazers. How good was Steph? How good was Draymond? We try to put that into context for you with Chris Mannix in hour two. Drama, drama, drama. What's going on with Le'Veon Bell? What's going on with Antonio Brown? Ben Roethlisberger, injuries with the Washington Redskins, and more. All the latest in the NFL with Alex Marvez. And then in hour three, Uneasy lies the head that wears the Laker crown. It is a mess in L.A. What in the world was Magic Johnson saying? How do you fix the Lakers? Petros Papadakis from AM570 LA Sports swings by, and we discuss all that more. I'll kick the coverage. Lots of fun on a Tuesday edition of Fox Sports Radio. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios. Last night, Draymond Green and Steph Curry were in absolute revelation. Both guys went for triple doubles. They were as fun of a tandem playing in a game as I have seen in the NBA in a very, very long time. Draymond Green, let's start with him, has been a flashpoint in the NBA as uh, a uh, lover-hate-him kind of guy for a long time throughout the entirety of this Warriors dynasty. Most of you out there listening right now have either loved or hated Draymond Green, and I would say most of you have skewed towards hate. I got to give Draymond credit for his performance 
in the last five games since Kevin Durant went out with the injury. If you watched last night's game, the amount of energy that Draymond Green uh, expended after every basket, after every missed shot that he got possession of the basketball, he raced down to the other end of the court and pressed the offensive advantage against the Portland Trailblazers. He kept them completely on their back feet the entirety of that game. The amount of energy exposed, he expended, the amount of uh, the amount of just great passes he made to set up not just assists for baskets, but go back and watch how many shots were missed off of Draymond Green passes that could have been assists. I mean, this guy could have had 20 assists last night if the Warriors had just made every makeable basket that probably they should have made off of a Draymond Green pass. It was extraordinary to watch. One of the best performances I have seen in the playoffs in a very long time. And alongside of him, Steph Curry, since the injury to Kevin Durant, has been the best player in the NBA. And I don't think that's an exaggeration, and I don't think it's being the prisoner of the moment. These five games, including the the comeback in the wake of uh, the remainder of, I guess it was game five after the Kevin Durant injury, Steph Curry has been transcendent. He's the best point guard in the NBA, and there isn't a close second. There really isn't. Now, we sometimes get jaded by Steph, and I think he we kind of lose track of how good he is within the context of this Warrior team. But he's not only the best point guard in the NBA right now, he's on track to be one of the greatest players in the history of the NBA. And I got a stat for you that is pretty wild to think about. There are right now, I believe it is, Steph Curry is on pace to get his fourth NBA championship. If he gets his fourth NBA championship... You combine that with the two MVP awards that he has won so far. Right now, here are the guys that have done that in the history of the NBA. Won four NBA titles and two MVPs. Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tim Duncan, Magic Johnson. Steph Curry would be only the sixth player in the history of the NBA to win at least four titles and at least two MVPs. Jordan, Russell, Kareem, Tim Duncan, Magic Johnson, and Steph Curry. He is knocking on the door as one of the best all-time five players in the history of the NBA if you really look at what he has accomplished. Also, if you consider the influential nature of the way he has played. I think Steph Curry is far more influential in the game of basketball than LeBron James, for instance. That's because if you have coached Little League basketball, if you have at all been engaged in the game of basketball on any level with kids, they all want to be Steph way more than they want to be LeBron James. That's because Steph Curry plays an accessible brand of basketball. Kids can be convinced that if they work on their dribbling all the time, they can have a great handle. Kids can be convinced that if they work on their shooting all the time, they can be great shooters. When I was a kid, we grew up and we wanted to be like Mike, but most of us were never able to dunk. Most of us were never going to be able to take off 
from near the free throw line and soar through the air. Everyone out there who is a kid right now and who is playing basketball believes deep in their heart that they one day could be Steph Curry, and that has changed the game of basketball because the overall quality of shooting is increasing at a rapid level. Steph Curry has changed the game. A couple of other stats for you that I think are wild. The Warriors trailed for more minutes in their sweep of the Trailblazers for 101 minutes than they led for 83. They were outscored by 23 points in the first half while they outscored Portland by 61 in the second half in overtime. And the Warriors are the only team in the past 20 postseasons to overcome a deficit of 15-plus points in three straight games. The Warriors didn't just beat the Trailblazers. They took their souls, and in the process, they became the first team to go to five straight NBA Finals since 1966, all the way back to the Celtics of 1966, over 50 years ago. If you went to bed before this game was over, you missed a classic in overtime, Draymond and Steph making big play after big play. We have some of those highlights for you. First, here's Draymond Green's big three in overtime. Yes, Draymond Green hit a three, hit two big threes down the stretch. This is the one that gave the Warriors a four-point lead. Doubled immediately on the catch. Over to Draymond for three. It's up and good! Draymond Green! 119-150, Golden State and Portland wants time. That's the Warriors radio network. Then we have Steve Kerr after the game talking. Here is Steve Kerr reacting to the overall um, the overall impact of going to five straight finals. I hope it doesn't uh, go unnoticed or underrated. You know, five straight finals hasn't been done since the 60s, since Bill Russell's Celtics. Uh, hasn't been done for a reason. It's really, really difficult. So that is Steve Kerr talking about something that has not been done in the NBA since 1966. Again, triple doubles for Steph Curry and for Draymond Green. This is wild. The Warriors now have 10 days off. They don't play again until Thursday of next week. And they'll obviously be playing either the Bucks or the Raptors in game one of the NBA Finals. 10 days. So if Kevin Durant can't get back healthy, that's pretty wild. And interestingly, in his post-game conversation, Steph didn't just say that they wanted to get Kevin Durant back healthy. He also said they wanted to get DeMarcus Cousins back healthy. Uh, now, maybe that's just an exaggeration. He's just trying to make those guys have a little bit more motivation. But it's also possible that the Warriors are going to get fully healthy for the start of the NBA postseason and be able to bring back both of those guys. Regardless, this was an incredible performance by the Warriors tonight without Kevin Durant, without Andre Iguodala. There's a lot of focus on the depth and talent of the overall Warrior roster uh, as it pertains to the top end of that Warrior roster. But listen to some of the guys that they got big-time performances from when you actually listen 
to the box score. All right, yes, Steph went for 37, 13 rebounds, by the way, for Steph, and 11 assists. Draymond went for 18 points, 14 rebounds, and 11 assists. But uh, this is uh, Kevon Looney, who has turned into a pretty solid player. 12 points, 14 rebounds. I mean, that's a hell of a game uh, in a closeout game. They got uh, a big-time performance by uh, a guy that I think most of you don't even know, and I think I could put myself into that camp too, Alfonso McKinney. How many people out there knew Alfonso McKinney coming into this series? Alfonso McKinney went for 12 points. He started. He played 26 minutes. How about a lot of you probably almost feel like you know Jordan Bell more from the run that he had with the Oregon Ducks than you do for how he has done in the NBA so far. He's only been in the league for a couple of years. He came out and gave him seven big points in 14 minutes. Um, and uh, those three guys, when you look at their uh, their performances, I feel like most people don't even know them at all. Again, this was an incredible team effort. The Golden State Warriors knocking out the Portland Trailblazers in four straight games without Kevin Durant in the closeout, without uh, any uh, opportunity to use uh, Andre Iguodala and without DeMarcus Cousins. Those are three guys that we thought coming into this season would make the Warriors such a juggernaut. They still got it done in a sweep, even without them. Just an extraordinary performance. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Chris Mannix. He covers the NBA for Sports Illustrated for everyone out there uh, who uh, who cares about the NBA. We'll talk about what we saw from the Warriors, what he expects to see in the Bucks raptors series tonight, and also what in the world is going on with Magic Johnson. We've got a loaded show for you. Chris Mannix in hour one. We've got Alex Marvez swinging in in hour two. And then in hour three, we will really jump all into the uh, Laker dysfunction with our guy Petros Papadakis, who's going to be big time fired up. I got a good sense that he is based on everything that went down with Magic yesterday. Uh, we will talk about that in hour three. So that is where we are headed. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us on a great Tuesday in May. Warriors to the NBA Finals for a fifth straight year. Remains to be seen who they will play against. I think it'll be the Bucks, and I think the Bucks win tonight against the Raptors and take a stranglehold in that season. All that still to come. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o -O who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting Getting you down, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's H I M S dot com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We are joined by Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix. Chris, you've watched and covered the NBA for a long time. 
Steph and Draymond last night were as good of a duo you have seen play together in the playoffs since Kobe Shaq. Since I mean, how would you even fill that sentence in? That was a incredibly luminescent, transcendent performance by both men last night. Yeah, and it, it, it was a, a dominant performance, a dominant series uh, by those two, especially with Draymond and how he has stepped up in the aftermath of the, the Kevin Durant injury. And last night he had to step up and take on an even bigger defensive role with Andre Iguodala out of the lineup. I mean, Draymond has taken a lot of heat this year for the stuff he did with Durant, the back and forth. Um, you know, there was a narrative, and I think the narrative to a degree was true, that the Warriors are getting a little bit tired of, of dealing with Draymond on a regular basis. There was that Steve Kerr clip where, you could read his lips and say, he said something to the extent of, I'm sick, I'm tired of Draymond. Um, but then he comes out and showcases exactly why he's one of the better two-way players uh, in the NBA and, and how that, that heart and hustle that he plays with is just a, an overriding factor in games like this. So uh, it, it was, I was just really impressed with how Draymond stepped up and, and performed when, when they needed him the most. I mean, you had Iguodala out, you have Kevin Durant out, you have DeMarcus Cousins out. We talked a lot about how talented this Warrior roster was. And then they go out and do this, come back from 17 points down against Portland. What can you say about Steph? I feel like it's almost impossible to praise him too much in the way that he has performed throughout the entirety of the Eastern, sorry, the Western Conference Finals. I mean... He looked like the best player in the NBA, not just the NBA playoffs, but the best player in the NBA the last four games. No, I mean, he was brilliant. And when, when Kevin Durant goes out of the lineup, they, the Warriors kind of revert to the style of play that made them so successful before Durant got there. A lot of screen and roll, a lot of ball movement, uh, a lot of, of Steph Curry coming off screens and looking for just a sliver of space. I think you have to also factor in that I thought Portland had one of the, the worst game plans to defend him in the series. There was a lot of going under screens and, and giving him space to shoot, and I, I never understood why that was the the philosophy. I mean, you're going to go under screens against Steph Curry and, and give him you know a cushion of breathing room to take a shot? I mean, that was just bizarre, but... You know, Steph, you know, I think he's – I don't want to say he's a better player than Kevin Durant, but to that team he's more valuable. And, and when he's able to, to, to you know, play the way he's playing, they're just, just as good um, in, this, in these situations. So I, I, was, I was pretty impressed with, with what he was able to do, just put him and Clay Thompson putting that team on their backs offensively and carry them into the finals. What I have seen, and I know you've talked about this a lot, with the idea of Kevin Durant going to the East Coast and joining the Knicks, what I have seen from the Warriors in this series makes me believe that regardless of what happens in NBA free agency, the Warriors still have to be maybe a fairly substantial favorite to win the NBA title, even if Kevin Durant leaves? Oh, there's no question, because you come back next year and you still have Steph and you still have Clay and you still have Draymond, and you probably bring back Andre Guadalla. And look, the, the, the key for them will be fleshing out the rest of that roster with younger talent. That's been a goal of theirs for the last few years. You saw some of those young guys that have been inconsistent for most of this season, Alfonso McKinney, uh, Kevin Looney. Like, those guys stepped up and played huge last night. You know, the, the offensive rebounding in the, the fourth quarter was a difference maker 
uh, for that team. If they're able to get some more of those guys and hit on some of these draft picks to, to give them role players, uh, you know, they can still extend this championship window for another couple of years regardless of, of what Durant uh, decides to do. I, I would say I, I, don't, I don't buy the narrative that they're better without Durant. I think that's kind of ridiculous because you know, Portland is a great story. I, I don't know that they're necessarily a great team. I mean, the Blazers, they've, they've got you know, great guards, but those guards were gassed in this series. I mean, Damian Lillard played 80 games during the regular season, carried this team through two rounds of the playoffs. He looked like just a shell of himself uh, in this series. C.J. McCollum, same thing. I mean, these guys had a lot of responsibility. I think it wore on them uh, as, the season, as the series went on. Uh, so I, I think that they, you know, the Warriors play great without Durant, but they're not better without Durant. How would it work? Because you hear a lot about Kevin Durant and if he leaves, but the Warriors would have, I believe, a decent amount of salary cap, right, if Durant leaves. How would that work out? Have you done the math on what they would be able to add to replace Durant if he left? Well, I don't think they'd have any significant space because you still have to deal with Clay Thompson this summer and his you know, likely max-level contract. Uh, Steph is on a max-level deal. Draymond has a big deal. I mean, they'll they'll have some flexibility, but it's not like they can clear, you know, any kind of significant cap space to go get somebody else. I think it just frees them up to use some of those exceptions and 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 smaller numbers to try to get somebody to come there and and win a championship as they've done over the last uh, you know, handful of years. But because of all the big contracts on the books, I don't know that they'll add somebody. One thing they one thing they may consider doing, and even despite what Draymond's done, uh, I think it's still going to be on the table. Trading him, I think, is still an option because Draymond Green's going to be a free agent in the summer of 2020. And as well as he's playing right now, he is a depreciating asset because his defense, he's still great against power forwards, but he's not as great as he has been against fives and threes and kind of things that made him special. He is a awful three-point shooter. I mean, he made that big three in the fourth quarter last night, but his three-point percentage has cratered uh, this year. And they might decide that if they can get multiple pieces for Draymond Green this offseason and, and build this thing around Steph and Clay, uh, that might be the better way to go. So that, that's a way that they could, could change up the team outside of Durant just walking. We're talking to Chris Mannix at SI. Chris Mannix, follow him there. Okay, you are in Toronto. The Bucks are up 2-1, just lost in double overtime to... Uh, the, uh, the the Raptors on the road. Game four is tonight. Who do you think... Uh, I, I think that it's going to be a five-game series. The Bucks are going to win it. Do you buy into that or not? Or do you think the Raptors have what it takes to take this to six or seven games? I think the Raptors have what it takes. Um, this was a, that was a bad game three. I mean, the, the Raptors won, but the Bucks kind of gave it away. Their starting lineup was terrible. Giannis played his worst game of the playoffs. Uh, but... I, I think that I still think Toronto's got more than a puncher's chance here. I mean, the Raptors are excellent at home, and you know I, I think Kawhi's got something in them. I, I think their their perimeter players can play better. I think Kyle Lowry has been better for most of of this series. And you know, if you if, if Milwaukee can't get high level performances from the likes of Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe, and they're so reliant on George Hill and and Malcolm Brogdon and some of these bench guys to play big in these games, they're, they're vulnerable. They are. I mean, they, you know, Chris Middleton has got uh, his hands full in this series. He's got to defend Kawhi on one end and be the secondary scorer on the other. 
and it caught up to him in uh, in game three. I mean, he just he looked tired out there on the floor. And if that's the case in game four, I think the Raptors have a chance to to. I mean, everybody's got a chance, but I think they they have an opportunity, a real strong opportunity. To, to get back in the series and win it. So I don't think that it's, it's uh, a foregone conclusion that Milwaukee uh, wins the series. If Toronto wins tonight, they're, they're right back in this. Who do you think the Warriors would prefer to play? I would probably say Milwaukee at this point just because of the matchup. Um, when you play Toronto, you know, if you've got two great perimeter players, that's something that Toronto can match up with. They've got Pascal Siakam, and they've got Kawhi, who are elite defensive players at their position. They've got playoff experience, albeit not much finals experience, even though Kawhi is a former finals MVP. Uh, but they've got guys that have been deep in the playoffs before. Milwaukee, it's still all new to. I mean, their head coach hasn't been this far as a head coach. Uh, Giannis, I mean, he, he, everything's new to him at this point. You look up and down that roster, and outside of George Hill, you don't have guys that, that have been there. So I think... That is, is a factor in all that. I think it's probably Milwaukee, though. I will say this. Everybody's kind of wanted to play Milwaukee in these playoffs, and every time they have, it, it hasn't gone well for the team that's played them. When uh, Let's go back to this uh, Warriors setup for a moment. After the game, Steph Curry said, uh, you know, we want to get uh, Kevin Durant healthy, which I think a lot of people obviously have been following that story. He also said to Marcus Cousins, are you picking up on any kind of idea about how close Durant is to go. The Warriors have nine or ten days off now. And also, is there an outside shot that DeMarcus Cousins could play some minutes as well? Or is or is that just Steph talking uh, in a way to try to be inclusive of all of his teammates? No, I think that Cousins, I don't know if he has a better chance of playing than Durant, but he seems like he's in more of an advanced stage of his recovery at this point than Durant is. I mean, He's out there doing on-court activities now. It's not like he's just kind of sitting back and, and, and hoping to heal in time. He's out there doing stuff, and he wasn't quite ready to, to be activated in the last few days. He's not going to get reevaluated until Thursday, but I think he's on the same timetable or an accelerated one than Durant. I mean, obviously Kevin's more important because of his role with the team, and you saw how they're able to survive with Looney at the five and Bogut playing out there in minutes. They don't need DeMarcus Cousins as much as they need Kevin Durant, but I think there's a, a, a better than 50-50 chance that, that we see DeMarcus Cousins play. I mean, it is, as you mentioned, it's an it's in, incredible amount of time they have now uh, to rest before the start of the finals uh, on May 30th. And you give that team like a week plus, uh, I, I think they're going to be pretty healthy when they get into that, uh, that first game of the finals. Okay, let's, uh, let's leave behind the actual games and go off the court to the NBA circus. And leading the NBA circus right now is Magic Johnson. What was the fallout from his interview on first take yesterday, throwing basically Rob Polinka and everybody else in the Laker management under the bus? What have you picked up from talking to people around the NBA? We know kind of how it played in the external universe of basketball fans. How did it play internally in the NBA family? Well, there, there was a lot of astonishment from the people I talked to yesterday that, that after the dust had settled the way it did, that Magic would choose this time to go out and just napalm everybody. I mean, that was, that, that was, that was something. It really, it really was. I mean, and, and the timing of it, of course, was fascinating because it was the day they were introducing Frank Vogel, and if you watch that press conference, Frank Vogel was kind of sat up there like someone barely involved in it because it was all about Rob Palenka and it was all about what Magic 
had had said. So there was a lot of, of scratching heads uh, across the NBA when it came to to what Magic Johnson was saying, and I, I didn't really understand. I, I don't. I, I understand what Magic is saying with you know Rob Palenka and and the critiques. I mean, I, I'm. I'm sure that you know Palenka. I, I I know that he was probably after that job and you know wanted the credit that that you know he was would get for the draft picks and everything else. But you know Magic Johnson all but confirmed all the criticisms of him. He said that you know Rob, if the criticism was that Rob Palenka said you're never around, you just said you're never around, and you just said that you're a part-time you know team president. That to me was the most astonishing takeaway from all that. That Magic Johnson asked for effectively a part-time presidency, but still to have final say on basketball-related decisions. And even more astonishing, Jeannie Buss gave it to him. I mean, this clay is a, a 24-7 year-round type of job. It just is, because the, the world has gotten bigger when it comes to basketball talent. You've got to scout the mid-majors to get the next Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum's. You've got to scout the small leagues in Greece to find the next Giannis's. And Magic wasn't willing to do that. And he basically admitted he wasn't willing to do that and then complained when it turned out that Rob Plank or somebody within the Lake organization was whispering uh, about his, his work ethic. So I, I didn't really get his, 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 the, the, what his problem was when he effectively confirmed everything. But the, the timing just was, was something because the Lakers, to me, were just starting to come out of the haze that they were in you know, when, after Magic Johnson resigned. I thought they hired a good coach. I mean, I'm a big Frank Vogel guy because I thought he was an extremely underrated coach when he was in Indiana. They had an excellent draft lottery where they won the fourth pick in the draft. I was at the Combine. You know, things were kind of looked functional within them. At the very least, they didn't look like the basketball clampets out there. So they, were, they, they, they started to look a little bit functional, and all of a sudden, Magic comes on to just peel back the curtain and show everybody that that team still is a mess. What are you hearing about potentially what might happen for the Lakers now in the postseason with the pursuit of Anthony Davis, with the pursuit of Kawhi? What's the NBA read on the Lakers right now? Well, the only way they get better or significantly better, I think, is via trade. And they have to hope that David Griffin, the new GM in New Orleans, is more interested in making a deal with them than Del Demps was. By the way, Magic Johnson just basically laying the leaks at the feet of Del Demps. I don't want to get into, into too much source reporting out there, but ridiculous. Like, ridiculous that Magic Johnson would, would say something like that. But they have to hope in L.A. that, 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 he, you know, that, that this new Pelicans regime you know, wants that fourth pick in the draft. It's high on the Laker young talent. And they also have to hope that Boston stays out of it, uh, you know, with Kyrie's status uh, in flux. So, I think there's an opportunity for them to get better and get back into the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, but free agency, I don't think it's going to go well for them. I don't think Kawhi or Durant or any of the top-tier guys have much interest in playing down there at the moment. They may be able to overpay for DeMarcus Cousins or Jimmy Butler or one of those second-tier type of guys, but there's a lot of risk that comes with that as well. So I think Davis remains their best chance to you know, put a winning team around LeBron. Chris, I want to give you props here. Um... In our industry, let's take it back uh, a minute. There are a lot of people who who work. I don't think there are that many people who work hard. Uh, you are a grinder, and and that um, you know whether it's radio, whether it's TV, whether it's writing, um, and traveling and covering everything else that goes on with it. 
Um, I'd encourage everybody out there to go follow Chris at SI Chris Mannix. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the show uh, early in the morning as you do. Uh, you're in Toronto right now getting for, ready for game four. And uh, keep up the hard work. It's something that I notice and I'm sure a lot of other people out there are noticing as well. I appreciate that, Clay. Thanks. When we come back, the first animal Thunderdome of the week, and there's some good ones out there, this is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Cue the music, boys. It's time for the Animal Thunderdome. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet and stripped respect to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. A lot of guys out there dragging starting Tuesday morning. You don't have great energy. You're tired. Let me tell you, things could be worse. You could be in Zimbabwe and your penis could have just bitten off been bitten off by a crocodile now i don't know what's going on with crocodiles but of late they have been going after penises and killing people this way which seems like hanging on the rim for the crocodile it's not enough you got to bite somebody you got to bite off a penis in the process a crocodile killed a fisherman in zimbabwe but not before reportedly devouring his penis paul nyamhanza a 27 year old from harar uh, zimbabwe was killed at a village in Mashana land, some 54 kilometers southwest of the capital. During a fishing expedition, he was casting nets with his brother when the reptile attacked. The crocodile suddenly latched on to the 27-year-old, killing him in front of his brother. Uh, The brother escaped the attack, uh, but when the rangers arrived at the scene, they found the uh, Paul Nyhamanza, his body with his penis missing. Uh, The crocodile bit the man's penis off and again this is to me the crocodile hanging on the rim crocodile not content to kill a man he's got to bite his penis off and kill him in the process meaning the last thing that paul might have thought is the crocodile just ate my penis and then he bled out i mean this is just i mean of all the ways to go i'm not sure there's a worse way to go than a crocodile biting off your penis and having you bleed out as a result I think after that Thunderdome, we need a, a lighthearted alligator story uh, from South Florida. Not surprising. Right? Are you just are you just like <laughs> totally blowing off the fact that this poor man died by having his penis bitten off I by just, a crocodile? You painted such a good visual that I want to stop thinking about it. I mean, this is what uh, I'm saying. Like people think they have it rough. I mean, are you fishing in crocodile infested waters and did your penis just get bit off and did you just bleed out dying because of it? No. Your life's not really that bad. You could be in Zimbabwe in crocodile-infested waters fishing, getting attacked by a crocodile, and having your penis bitten off and dying. I think uh, I can speak for all men right now that that's enough of that story. All right, Clay, you're taking your family to Florida at the end of the week, right? Yeah, we're going down on Thursday. So this family from Georgia, they uh, were visiting Florida as well last weekend while in town for a wedding they were staying at an Airbnb I saw this. in South Miami. Picture. Yeah, so, you know, in Florida, you see gators in storm sewers, uh, uh, local golf courses, things like that. But this might be a first. While visiting, 
Georgia resident Dave Jacobs and his family spotted a gator just casually chilling on an alligator-shaped pool All right, float. so I read this, and I saw the picture, and I could not believe it. This was an Airbnb. Yeah. They rented a home. They showed up at the home, walked out into the backyard <laughs> where they had an in-ground pool, and an alligator was in the back of was in the pool. In the pool, on the float. Chilling on the alligator float. And I saw that, like, I don't even know how this is possible. Like, because when I look at that alligator float and I see that alligator, I think, wouldn't the alligator flip over or the float flip when he was, like, climbing up? Yeah, you're right. It looks like he got helicoptered in. It doesn't make sense. It looks like somebody just set him on that in order for him to be sitting there when the family arrived. The gator was sunbathing on another gator. Gator float. (laughs) Yes, my daughter, who's 14, was like, Dad, this is so meta, Dave Jacobs tells New York <laughs> Times. Jacobs says his family first spotted the gator in the lake outside of their uh, vacation rental this past Saturday. You're right, when they first walked back to check out the pool it had. We thought it was pretty cool, Jacobs said. Then the next day, um, it showed up again at the pool. They finally called this Airbnb's owner who contacted someone from wildlife management. The gator was wrangled. And they, uh, the Wrangler was able to fish this guy out of the pool. He told Jacobs that he's been busy lately because it's mating season for alligators. Do you think the alligator noticed that it was an alligator float? Yeah, I mean, I think they're smart enough to be attracted by something like that. I don't think their pea brains are that tiny where he didn't know what he was he climbing on. you think he was trying on. to have sex with the alligator float? That's, that's not a bad conclusion. It's weird, but not a bad conclusion. Yeah, All right, how I, about this? I'm let's, just curious whether he actually <laughs> noticed that it was an alligator float or he was just chilling on the float. Let's go to your favorite topic, snakes. Yeah. Oklahoma man discovered a seven-foot snake in his dryer vent. <laughs> Wayne Melvin of Yukon, Oklahoma, was surprised when he noticed this seven-foot snake make its way through his dryer vent, which leads into the house. Melvin took apart the dryer looking for the reptile. He found it found the head of it he declined to call a pest control company instead he waited to see if the snake would leave on its own what melvin told abc 13 pay that, the 50 bucks dude right he said he's seen snakes before but never coming into the house like this so he used gloves and carried the snake himself to the creek behind his house they eat rats and rodents so that's a lot better than other things that come from those woods he said like what don't know what other uh, things come from the woods that the snake is a lot better than <laughs> yeah that's a good question is that, bigfoot in his backyard like what else is out there in, yeah. in oklahoma that he's like oh those things are you know a seven foot snake in the house no big deal you know they eat rats and, and rodents <laughs> uh what else is out there in his woods that he's like i mean is this stranger things like this happens in sports sometimes where we scratch our head and wonder why there wasn't an immediate follow-up question. Yeah. I think ABC 13 and WHNT 19 both dropped the ball right there. Uh, when I hear things, I, you know, they're not that bad. Seven-foot snake in the house isn't that bad compared to the other animals <laughs> out in the woods. Well, what other animals are – what are you actually afraid of? <laughs> oh, man. All right, that is, uh, that is Animal Thunderdome for a Tuesday. So, again, lesson out there for everybody – You may be dragging this morning. You may not be having a great day, but your penis didn't get bitten off by a crocodile. So things are not really going that bad for you. (laughs) You could have been in crocodile-infested waters in Zimbabwe trying to catch a fish to eat, and instead a crocodile could eat your penis off, and you could have bled out and died, meaning your life's actually pretty good. 
if you're listening to me right now anywhere in America. Good luck avoiding crocodiles. They don't, at least we don't have crocodiles in the part of Florida I'm going to. That's got me shook. I'm not going to lie. Outkick rolling. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and Installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Redestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be live from the Geico Outkick Studios, all 50 states. By the way, we got some new affiliates coming up soon. 
little bit of a tease there. I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to officially announce it. But if you're listening in a big city on the East Coast, your time is coming. We're about to add you on OutKick. It's a little bit of a tease. But we are off and rolling right now. And last night, scintillating performance by Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Both went for triple doubles. They stormed back from a 17-point second-half deficit. Uh, incredible performance overall. The Warriors trailed for more minutes in their sweep of the Trailblazers than they led. That's unheard of. They were outscored by 23 points in the first half. Uh, meanwhile, they outscored Portland by 61 in the second half and overtime. And the the uh, the Golden State Warriors became the only team in the past 20 postseasons to overcome a deficit of 15-plus points in three straight games. If you didn't stay up for it last night and you're just waking up right now, here is Draymond Green's big three in overtime that put the Warriors up by four. This is what it sounded like on the radio, Warriors radio network. Doubled immediately on the catch over to Draymond for three. It's up and good! Draymond Green! 119-150 Golden State and Portland wants time. But the Trailblazers got a chance to win it. They got a chance to win it at the end of regulation. Lillard shot, skipped off the rim. And then with about three seconds left, they were inbounding the ball at their side of the basket. Lillard came off a curl, got the ball in the corner, well defended by Clay Thompson. This was the radio network of the Blazers on the final play of their season. And Evan Turner gets the ball, looks to inbound, gives it to Dame in the corner, falling away for three at the buzzer. It's off the mark. And the Warriors will win. The Warriors win in overtime 119 to 117. They finish off the Western Conference Finals in four games. And for the fifth consecutive year, the Golden State Warriors are headed to the NBA Finals. It's the first time since 1966 that a team has been to five straight NBA Finals. Steve Kerr was asked about that after the game. I hope it doesn't. Uh, go unnoticed or underrated you know five straight finals hasn't been done since the 60s since Bill Russell's Celtics uh, hasn't been done for a reason it's really really difficult so the Warriors really just putting another piece of evidence on the file of how dominant their dynasty is and I think the biggest takeaway uh, is I don't know how you don't make the Warriors a favorite even if they lose Kevin Durant in the offseason. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Durant going to the New York Knicks. I don't know if you guys noticed yesterday, but Durant started getting up in his feels and responding. I think he responded to Chris Broussard and a couple of other people who gave opinions uh, relating to Kevin Durant. I think that he is so sensitive, which is why I think the disaster that will befall him if he goes in place for the Knicks. He's got rabbit ears. He's constantly out there listening for people to say things about him uh, that are negative. And as a result, um, I think this is one reason why social media has been bad for players in general because you used to be able to avoid the newspapers. You cannot watch television, uh, sports on television, cannot listen to sports talk radio. But when you got social media in your pocket, it's tough not to jump in and be seeing what people are sending to you. I think that's crazy, personally, uh, that you would be reading your mentions if you are as good at basketball as Kevin Durant is. 
and concerned about what people are saying about you, particularly when you've won three straight championships and the team you're on is going for a fourth. But I think Kevin Durant is sensitive about how good the Warriors have been since he got injured. I guarantee you, if you gave Kevin Durant truth serum, he would have preferred that the Warriors lose two or three games. He doesn't want his team to lose, certainly, I I don't think. But if you told Kevin Durant right now, hey, the Warriors are barely going to win game seven against the Rockets without you after getting blown out in game six, that would have been ideal for him. If you told him, hey, the Warriors, it's going to take them six or seven games to get past the Trailblazers, and it's going to be a really tough series, I think Kevin Durant would have preferred that too. I think he would prefer that the Warriors have struggled more than they have without him because I think it plays into his ego about how important he is to this team, whereas right now, I think you can make an argument that the Warriors would have won the title without Kevin Durant anyway. Now, I don't know necessarily that the Warriors are anywhere near as dominant as they have been. I mean, this team went 16-1 and in one postseason run with Kevin Durant. No way they do that without him. He certainly makes the team better. I'm not going to be out here and be one of the crazy people who's arguing that the Warriors are a better team without Kevin Durant. But I think they're more entertaining to watch, and I still think they're a good enough team, even without Kevin Durant, to be able to win a championship. Uh, Part of the reason is they can flip a switch when it gets to the postseason, and they can play in an entirely different level. That's what a championship-caliber dynasty is capable of. Klay Thompson was asked after the game about the difference between the regular season against the Blazers and the postseason against the Blazers. You guys split with them in the regular season. What was the difference between those four games and these four games? Man, I don't know. Key word, regular. Um, just get so used to playing 82 games every year. You don't put, You want to win every night, but you don't put too much stock into what you did in those 82 because once the playoffs start, it's a clean slate. And I don't know the difference between the playoffs and regular season. The game gets much tighter. Um, there's more holding, grabbing, wrestling, a little more go, go, and the physicality and just, you know, the fatigue toward the end of the season playing that many games, whereas in. So, Clay Thompson, keyword there is regular, and I think that's something that the NBA has to deal with in the grand scheme of things. And I've been on this for a while. You guys listen to this show regularly know. I basically swore off regular season NBA talk on this show. I said, look, I mean, there might be drama, and we'll talk about that, like if the Lakers are falling apart, uh, assorted stories that are big in the grand scheme of things. For instance, the Lakers not making the playoffs. That's a big regular season story. But the Warriors only winning 55 games instead of 73 or whatever the math is, it doesn't really impact how I think they're going to play once the postseason actually arrives. Because I think guys in the NBA have gotten smart enough to recognize that they want to be able to save up their bodies for once they get to the postseason and so they can give maximum effort there in the games that matter the most. And Steph yesterday was a great example of that. Steph Curry didn't come out in the second half. The Warriors wanted to end this series. Steph Curry played every minute of the second half. I said last week, I think that's a big part of Kevin Durant being on the Warriors and why everybody wants him on the Warriors so much because that allows them to rest more during the regular season. Steph Curry plays, and so does Draymond Green, such an effervescent, 
balls-to-the-wall style of basketball that it's hard to play their style of frenzied basketball as many minutes as they do 82 games in the regular season and still have a lot left in the tank by the time you get to the postseason. I think that's what happened to the Warriors the year they won 73 games in the regular season. I think they pushed themselves too hard in the regular season and they didn't have enough left in the tank for the end of the season. And I think you probably, if you work out at all, anybody who has done a workout knows that feeling. Like if you train for a marathon, let's say, and you come out of the gate and you run hard in the first five or six miles of the marathon because your adrenaline's going and you're excited, you hit that wall a little while later and you're like, oh man, why did I run that fast pace out of the gate? I don't have a lot of gas left in the tank. And that's a little bit of, I think, an analogy for what playing in the regular season in the NBA is like. You need to leave something in the tank. It could be a half marathon. If you know you're going to go for a 10-mile run, you don't want to go hard on the first three miles and then realize, uh-oh, I don't have a lot left for the last couple of miles. I think that's kind of the way the NBA season is played now. Players are sophisticated enough to understand that in order to be able to play at the highest possible level, you need to limit your overall exertion earlier in the season. And I think that's what's going on with the Warriors. But this performance by the Warriors against the Trailblazers, flat out amazing. I mean, just a phenomenal performance across the board. I gave you this stat in the first hour, but I think it's worth hitting again. I think what we have learned in this series since Kevin Durant's injury, we should say, in the Rocket series as well, is that Steph Curry is incredibly underrated still. And this is a stat now. Steph Curry is going for his fourth NBA title. If Steph Curry gets that fourth NBA title, he will have four titles and two MVP awards. There are only five players in the history of the NBA who have managed and achieved that success level. Jordan, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tim Duncan, and Magic Johnson. There's an argument out there that Steph Curry is one of the five best players in the history of the NBA. Not saying necessarily that I buy it, but if you look at what he's capable of at the point guard position, if you told me right now I have to go with Magic Johnson or Steph Curry at, at, at point guard in the current NBA, I'd go with Steph Curry. Is that a crazy idea? Maybe. I don't think it is. When you look at what he would be capable of creating, maybe your argument is, you know what, we don't even go with a traditional center in today's NBA. We would just eliminate the five, and that would give us more flexibility because we'd basically have a couple of power forwards, and one of them would be kind of a stretch five if we were trying to create the best five in the history of the NBA. Like Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, They were great in their era. I'm not sure that they would translate at all in the same way to their modern era. Same thing with Shaq. Because those guys are seven-footers, and seven-footers now are like Dirk Nowitzki. They step outside, and they drain jumpers, and you have to be able to play all over the court and score from anywhere. And the uh, idea of kind of the big man inside who's getting fed – A lot of guys out there now, they just think he clogs up the court. 
Um, and so I think that's an intriguing thought as you consider the way that basketball has evolved in this country. And I've made this argument a lot, and I haven't heard that many people say it, but the Euro style of basketball has taken over in the NBA. Used to be it was an insult to say a guy played like a Euro. European basketball, everybody has to be able to play every position because they teach basketball in Europe like they teach soccer. That's really the, the, the way that the sport has evolved Used to be in America, we taught basketball like it was football, where you have discrete positions and everybody has a different responsibility. You play center, that means you do X and Y. Just like you play linebacker, that means you do X and Y or defensive end or whatever it is. There are discrete defined positions and you have a role within them. Whereas the Europeans play basketball like soccer. If you watch a really good soccer team, At some point in time, a great soccer player, even if he's a defender, might be on the attack and try to score a goal. Or he might have to shift up into midfield and play that role. The whole totality of the team is predicated on the team being talented enough that men can play and women interchangeable positions depending on what is required during the course of the game. And that's how basketball is played now. And I really think having coached a little league and having seen the way guys, kids today are growing up, everybody wants to be Steph Curry. I had four kids in my backyard last yesterday playing basketball together after school. School's about to be done for the year here in Nashville. Kids are having a relaxed week. They all came over to my house, played uh, basketball in the backyard, um, and all of them wanted to be Steph Curry. Every single one of the kids. None of them wanted to be LeBron. Steph is a far more influential basketball player than anybody else of his generation, and there's frankly not a close second. Not saying he's the best player of his generation. LeBron's a better basketball player. Kevin Durant, probably a better basketball player. But in terms of influence, kids don't see Kevin Durant and think, oh, one day I can grow up and be seven feet tall. Kids don't see LeBron James and think, oh, one day I can grow up and be six foot eight, six foot nine with 3% body fat and weigh 280 pounds and be a unbelievable force on the basketball court. They see Steph Curry and say, hey, I could grow up to be 6'3 or 6'4. That's feasible. I don't have to have huge muscles. I can shoot the ball from outside. I can dribble as much as I practice. They all think they can do it. I want to bring in the crew. Have we underrated Steph Curry? Because that's what I'm coming away from having watched this series against the Portland Trailblazers is we took his excellence for granted. And it took Kevin Durant being injured for us to all realize and remember just how good Steph Curry can be, how much he can put a team on his shoulders. I don't think we underrated him or forgot about him. I just think that Kevin Durant is such an enigma, such a huge talent that obviously if you're Steph Curry and look at even Draymond Green – The style that people enjoy to watch is that open spacing. And you're right, Kevin Durant clogs it up a little bit because he's more of an ISO-type player where he needs to be fed the ball. And he constantly is getting these passes. He needs to touch the ball. The ball needs to go through him. So there's a lot of plays out there where Steph suddenly is not involved. And Draymond isn't as involved as we've seen him in this past series 
which was pretty amazing to watch Draymond just go down like a bull in the, into the middle of the floor to the hoop. And then he could dish out to Curry, to Thompson, and then suddenly you had the Splash Brothers again. But uh, one thing I would caution is don't get too caught in the moment because just because Steph is such an amazing player, that doesn't automatically mean Kevin Durant is still not maybe the best basketball player in the world. Yeah, look, Kevin Durant can be the best basketball player in the world, but he can also be a guy that doesn't make his teammates as much better as I think what Steph does. And that's ultimately the job of a point guard. And Steph can create his shot amazingly well. He can get to the basket incredibly well. And if you look at how quickly the passes move when Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry are the fulcrum of the uh, of the Warrior offense, totally different vibe. What I would say is one of the reasons why Draymond Green has the energy to be able to play like he did in this series and last night, and the same thing is true of Steph Curry, is because they've been able to relax some off the ball, letting Kevin Durant do his thing without having to work full speed on the offensive side. And I think that's where the Warriors have been smart. They're built to withstand a long season and still have a lot of energy left at the end of the year, which is what we saw in this series against the Portland Trailblazers, whereas it appeared that Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum both just hit walls. They had so much on them that in the fourth quarter in particular and even in the second half, they didn't have that extra gear to be able to keep pace with the Warriors. And I think Draymond Green sensed that, and I think that's why he went up and down the court so quickly to make those guys work on the defensive side of the ball and not be able to lollygag back down after they have an offensive possession. They had to sprint to get back on defense, which really, I think, burned them out by the end of the game. Uh, What about you, Dub? Have we underrated Steph Curry? We probably have. And this series and the last couple games of the last series, this team, you're so right, they are so much more fun to watch without Kevin Durant. I don't know if they're better but they are 100% more fun. The way they move the ball, even if you hate the Warriors, which I don't, but I know a lot of people do because they're tired of them winning all the time. I mean, you can't even hate on it. It's just amazing basketball to watch with the this current team playing the way they are. Uh, what about you, Eddie? Did you watch all of last night's game, and are you like most of us that just thinking, man, the Warriors without Kevin Durant are so much fun to watch? doesn't mean they're better because I do think the ceiling is higher with Kevin Durant. If you need a basket – and you've got Kevin Durant, and you got Steph Curry, and you got Klay Thompson, you got Draymond Green on the court. I think the Warriors are able to score baskets at a higher level because they're just harder to defend. But in terms of a sheer uh, beauty of an offensive system, Kevin Durant doesn't necessarily fit what the Splash Brothers do. Yeah, no hockey last night, so it was uh, an open night for me to watch the NBA. And uh, yeah, look, if I was uh, one of those kids playing in your backyard, I'd want to be Steph Curry too. I mean, he's fun to watch. He does some amazing things. At his size, he's a little more relatable, as you mentioned. Kevin Durant, I mean, if I have to pick one or the other, I would probably go Durant just because I think with his size, he's able to, you know, if he, you know, Steph has an off shooting night. You know, he's not going to be able to switch to plan B as as much as a Kevin Durant would, but. More fun to watch, more entertaining style with Durant not in the game, and the Warriors, uh, I mean, they're just entertaining. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I, I would go this far. If you had to pick for the Warriors this offseason, one guy is going to leave, Kevin Durant or Steph Curry, I think you would prefer that Kevin Durant leave over Steph Curry. It doesn't mean that Steph is the better player necessarily, but for this Warrior team, 
I think Steph is the better player. Roberto, you buy that? Yeah, Steph is definitely the better player for the Warriors. And he, he kind of like took a backseat to Kevin Durant there. And now that Durant's not there, you know, he's taking over again. And- My argument has been, and I'll probably touch on this a little bit at the start of hour three, I think the Warriors have appreciated the challenge, much like Bill Belichick did when Tom Brady went out, that this is an opportunity to show how good the surrounding cast is and that we can still win at a high level even without him. In the meantime, up next, Alex Marvez. We'll get into some of this drama continuing between Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger and uh, everything else going on in the world of the NFL. Bad news for the Redskins yesterday as it pertains to uh, a guy who's certainly had already a star-crossed NFL career. We'll get to that. But in the meantime, I'm just like you. I want more energy, more strength, more drive. That's why I take M-Drive every day. It's made by a family-run business. Father Gary, world-class scientist who made this everyday supplement, M-Drive, to keep himself feeling like he did in his 20s and 30s, to stay active, to keep hiking, to keep biking, and to compete with his kids on the trails. He's refusing to let his age beat him. I'm doing the same. Energy, strength, drive. That's M-Drive. I trust these guys because they use clinically tested ingredients in M-Drive to increase natural testosterone levels plus many other great benefits. Get M-Drive at Walgreens, Vitamin Shop, GNC, and many other retailers or go to mdriveformen.com. Type in the code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to receive 20% off your M-Drive purchase. If you want more energy, strength, and drive, try M-Drive. I use it. You should consider it too. Visit mdriveformen.com today and type in the code CLAY, C-L-A-Y, at checkout again mdriveformen.com today. Type in the code CLAY, C-L-A-Y, at checkout. Refine your prime with mdrive. Up next, it's Alex Marvez on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the 
trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We're joined now by Alex Marvez, our NFL expert. Alex, appreciate you joining us. And Ben Roethlisberger, it sounds like he tried to put out the Antonio Brown fire, and uh, Antonio Brown wasn't having any of it. For people who haven't been paying attention, what in the world's going on with Steeler offseason drama, even with AB gone? Well, you know what, and of course, it's a team, sometimes people can't get out of their own way, right, Clay? I mean, sometimes people are just going to be drawn to talking about things that are going to generate controversy, buzz, off-season stuff, that, you know, and even in-season stuff when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers that, you know, can take away from the team. And in this case, I don't know how much it's really going to affect anything on the field with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Ben Roethlisberger admitting that, you know, he went too far with his public criticism of Antonio Brown following a Week 12 loss to Denver last year, said in retrospect he should have just thrown the football four times to Juju Smith-Schuster in a row at the goal line. Uh, instead, he tried to hit Antonio Brown, ended up getting intercepted by Shelby Harris, and the Steelers lose the game. So, Ben, you know, obviously this whole Antonio Brown thing goes on. He apologizes publicly, but by doing so, you know, you're poking the bear. And then Antonio Brown has a two-word answer, two-face. That was, that's what he put on Twitter. And, of course, Antonio Brown, one of the reasons he was able to talk his way out of Pittsburgh and get $30 million guaranteed from the Oakland Raiders at a nice raise was because his relationship with Ben Roethlisberger had disintegrated. Now, listen, that wasn't the only time that Ben had called out Antonio. It wasn't just publicly. It was privately. You know, when you go back to Week 17, they're in practice during the week. Antonio Brown runs the wrong route. Ben Roethlisberger says something, and Antonio Brown says, so long, guys, I'm out of here, and he leaves. And that was it, and doesn't come back until the Sunday of the game and was declared inactive. So, you know, look, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving for social media, for fans to talk about it, etc. It probably just behooves 
Antonio Brown at some point to leave this in the past and just concentrate on his future with the Oakland Raiders? Because really, in this case, we know that, that Ben is secure with the Steelers, right? They've enabled him to be the leader of their team, and, you know, they, they put their money where their mouth is, giving him $64 million contract extension this offseason. When it comes to Antonio Brown, you worry about the volatility of this guy because it's not just, you know, uh, you know socially – that, that he's like this. The guy behind the scenes is a little, a lot to handle as well, and that's going to fall on John Gruden, the guy who helped orchestrate this trade for Antonio Brown, to be able to handle all that and try to channel Antonio's energy into something a little bit more positive than this never-ending Raiders, Steelers, Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster versus Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest feud. That's one story that's coming out of the NFL. The other one that continues to play out is what in the world's going on with the power struggle with the New York Jets. They fire their GM. Uh, you got Adam Gase as acting GM, and then word starts to trickle out that Adam Gase never wanted to spend money on Le'Veon Bell, another former Steeler. Uh, what's going to happen here? Well, I mean, Adam Gates has the juice in the organization, and the Jets have put themselves in a corner because of it. I would expect Joe Douglas, who's been calling around trying to line up scouts for the position, including uh, trying to bring on Daniel Jeremiah for a position uh, you know, of NFL Network, trying to get Daniel back into the scouting world to work with him uh, for the Jets. And apparently Daniel's got some pretty big demands, so we'll see how all of that plays out, you know, financially. But all that being said, I mean, the Jets, you know, look, Christopher Johnson was the only guy really in the building, from what I'm told, beside, you know, the Mike McCagnin loyalists that, that wanted him there. I mean, it was just an odd hire to begin with because, you know, you think about they hire Adam Gase, but they then hire his defensive coordinator for him in Greg Williams. This wasn't like Adam Gase had Greg Williams atop his list. Then if you read Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News, who's plugged into this team, you know, they don't really want Adam Gase's input when it comes to free agents and, and the draft. And I know that sounds insane, right? But this is the world of the NFL. And sometimes you have people that create their own fiefdoms, and they want to be able to, you know, what they want to do is be able to draft players, take credit for their success, and then if things don't work out, oh, well, it's the coaches. You know, we had a good draft, but the coaches couldn't work with this guy, even though the coach may have never wanted that player to begin with. And when you mention Le'Veon Bell, it's not that Adam Gase hates Le'Veon Bell. It's just that Adam Gase can get by with running backs that are mid-round picks. You know, look at you know, Jay Ajayi. Look at Kenyon Drake. Frank Gore was signed for a pittance NFL-wise, salary-wise last year, and he had almost 1,000 yards. I mean, it's not Adam Gase doesn't need to spend big money on a running back. But what does Mike McCagnin do? Spend big money on a running back. I, I mean, it's just this is why bad franchises stay bad. And look, Adam Gase as a personnel assessor, or not as a personnel assessor, so much as a general manager, he's so tempestuous. I mean, Clay, think about this. The same day that he's assigned the title of interim general manager, he makes a trade. He trades Darren Lee to the Kansas City Chiefs for a six-round pick. Look, Darren wasn't going to start at linebacker for the Jets, but he did have, you know, Mike McCagnin thought the guy was worth at least a fifth-round pick. The Chiefs weren't balking. They reapproach Gase once McCagnin's gone, and Gase is like, oh, sure, you could have him for a six-round pick. So the Chiefs get a potential starter. What happens yesterday in Washington? Reuben Foster goes down with a knee injury, right? His career, I mean, could very well be in jeopardy right here. So you figure the Redskins, a desperate team right now, with Jay Gruden fighting for his job as head coach, might be in the market for a linebacker. Maybe you could have gotten a fifth. Maybe you could have gotten a fourth for Darren Lee. But it was Adam Gase who just wanted this guy out of his building and not really understanding the trade value. Or not Actually, he understands it. He doesn't care making that trade. I'm using that as an example of where the Jets are at 
right now. Hopefully he can find a general manager, likely Joe Douglas, the, the top capo of Howie Roseman in Philadelphia, who shares his vision, who's able to, to, you know, Adam trusts him to make trades and to hold on to players, and they build a, a new roster more in the liking of Adam Gase. But this is obviously going to take a year to undo what just happened with Mike McCagnan. Again, another reason why bad teams stay bad. You just mentioned the Reuben Foster ACL injury and the fact that he's done now for the season. Tough hit for him coming off of uh, what has been a tumultuous, uh, what, 12 months for sure, maybe longer than 12 tumultuous months. Tumultuous life. Play. his mom was shot holding him by his estranged dad at the age of four. This guy became a dad at the age of 13 or 14. I mean, just the fact that he made it to the University of Alabama defies all odds. And, you know, look, I get it when you come to the off-field stuff, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but, I mean, you know, when you worry about Reuben Foster and some of his off-field stuff, you look at the environment from which he came, and it was absolutely terrible. And the fact he was able to use football as a springboard to potentially take care of his family and, and you know, future generations for years to come, that was an incredible accomplishment. Now, this is an absolute mess, Clay, because it's not just an ACL. You know, according to NBC, J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington, there may be artery damage involved in what happened uh, with his knee. And Dr. David Chow, you know, who does a football analysis on Twitter, you know, former Chargers team physician, he said that immediately when they took off uh, the guy's shoe and his sock and began rubbing his foot, they were checking for something in terms of was an artery damaged in his foot and was there a need for blood flow to get down to his lower leg. I mean, this is just gross. And it happened on the flukiest pl- you know, thing you can imagine. This wasn't like a guy who wasn't in shape and was just out there. He stepped on a guy's foot. And then his knee went. That was it. I mean, and that's how quickly an NFL career can change. And it's also why when you have all the, you know, the people sitting in the soapboxes saying, oh, well, man, you know, you shouldn't have taken that contract. You should have waited for more money. You know, why did you take that deal? It's like, look, man, your career can end in an instant. And that may very well be the case with Reuben Foster. And the hits keep coming for the Washington Redskins already. Alex Smith's career is in jeopardy. Now Reuben Foster, the same thing. Other big news uh, going on, and at least this is an injury-related, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have parted ways, mutually parted ways, they said, with Gerald <laughs> McCoy. Uh, also, I think we have Ndamukong Sue still out there. What's going to happen with both those guys? Where do you see them headed? Clay, first, what is mutually parted ways? Yeah. Think, think about that one, right? And just yeah. how silly the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sound, trying to, to sugarcoat the fact that they held on to a player, and it's their purview, right? And it's, of course, on, incumbent upon you know, the agent for Gerald McCoy to start, you know, and any agent to put in roster bonuses and contracts to force teams to make decisions early on in the free agent signing period so that they have the chance to, to get another job while there's still a lot more money out there. Right, but not the case with Gerald McCoy. So they held on to this guy until May 20th, and then you release him and you clear $13 million in cap space. He, look, Gerald McCoy is not the type of player who's going to command a huge money deal. I mean, you know, upper-tier money at this point. He's 31 years old. You know, some, you know, there's debate about how great a player that he is, okay? But he's definitely a bona fide starter in the NFL. He'll land somewhere. The Cleveland Browns have been connected with him because of trade talk. Maybe they could work him into a three-man defensive line rotation with Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi. So we'll see how that goes there. You know, the Los Angeles Chargers, to me, a team that still needs defensive tackle help. And and then you've got wild-card teams. Indianapolis is another one because of the cash that they have. You know, the type of defense that they play, the Tampa 2, where they think Gerald McCoy could be a real help for them potentially. And they have plenty of salary cap space available. In fact, the most money available in the NFL. So that's a possibility right there for them and listen you know what would be odd would be if and sue ends up in tampa bay 
They can sign in Donakin Sue. He can play a nose tackle position, something that he began, you know, he, he did last year with the Rams and maybe his best spot at this point in his career, quite honestly. I don't think he's as much of a, he's not nearly anywhere near the difference maker that he once was, but he's still a giant of a man, a force inside. He doesn't miss games because of injury. I mean, look, he's a hired gun, right? And he's probably going to be one of these guys who plays on one-year contracts the rest of his career. And each year, the, the value of that contract will probably drop, but as long as Indonican Sue wants to play, he'll probably have a home. It would be interesting if Tampa Bay, which settled for Gerald McCoy at number three in the 2010 draft after Indonican Sue was taken number two by Detroit, be interesting to see if Sue ends up with Tampa Bay as well almost a decade later. Outstanding stuff as always. Alex Marvez, we'll talk to him next week. Up next, Raptors, Bucks, what happens in game four? We'll discuss on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Welcome back, Geico. Outkick Studios. Warriors close out the Trailblazers. That leaves one NBA series, the Eastern Conference, where the Milwaukee Bucks are up 2-1. We talked a lot about this series in Hour 1. encourage you to download the podcast if you are curious with Chris Mannix. We'll talk about it some with Petros coming up in the next hour. Petros Papadegas always joins us in two, on Tuesday in Hour 3. Uh, But I thought this was intriguing. We have asked the question, how much of an impact will LeBron James' departure from the Eastern Conference have overall? And I was one of the first guys, maybe the first guy, to come out and say to you, hey, LeBron leaving the Eastern Conference is a disaster for the NBA when it comes to television ratings. And as a result, the NBA television ratings have in many ways tanked this year. And I thought I saw this stat, and I was blown away by it. We got game four, and I'll give you my gambling pick in the final segment of hour three, and I'll bring in the crew as well. But game two of this series, which was won by the Milwaukee Bucks, this is wild, was the lowest-rated conference title game uh, series, Eastern or Western Conference Finals Series game, in 12 years in the NBA. It was down nearly 50% over how many people watched game two between the Cavs and the Celtics last year. How much interest is there in the Bucks and the Raptors? 50% less people are watching, at least in game two, and 20 and 30% less overall than watched LeBron and the Celtics. LeBron go up against the Celtics last year in the Eastern Conference. And this is also wild. More people watched the NBA draft lottery on television. Now, granted, that's a half hour as opposed to two and a half hours. But more people watched the NBA draft lottery than watched the game between the Bucks and the Raptors. It's amazing. And there's a lot of talk about, for a long time, NFL ratings. Can you imagine what would have happened if NFL, AFC, or NFC title game ratings had dropped by 50%? That's why I said, look, the NBA doesn't have a league. It has a player in LeBron James, and it has a team in the Warriors. People care about the Warriors. They love them or they hate them. People care about LeBron James. They love him or they hate him. 
nobody else really moves the needle in the NBA. And I think this is going to be intriguing to see going forward how this is going to play out as LeBron James continues to decline as a player. This year we got an early preview of what the NBA playoffs would be like without LeBron James. And the answer is a lot fewer people watch. And that's even though the Warriors have continued to win, the NBA dodged a huge bullet in the Warriors not collapsing late against the Rockets. The Warriors at least bring eyeballs because everybody wants to see how they're going to do, whether their dynasty is going to continue or not. And LeBron brought eyeballs. LeBron's out. And the result has been a disaster for viewership of that Raptors and Bucks series. So the Warriors at least are going to bring some of an audience to the NBA Finals. The suggestion is, based on ratings, that whoever emerges, the Bucks or the Raptors, aren't going to bring anybody at all. I've told you for a long time, this is why Hollywood makes so many many new movies featuring past stars. They want all the new Star Wars. They want all the new Marvel movies. They want something new with the illusion also of something familiar. We're diving back into the Warriors. Speaking of that, next on OutKick. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. 
Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. Dot com slash sports tire rack.com the way tire buying should be live from the geico outkick studios many uh different countries all around the world many of you listening on the iheart radio app on the fox sports radio uh streaming device on channel 202 on xm on channel 214 on sirius we are everywhere and we thank you for spending your time with us as well as on all of our 300-plus affiliates in over 50 states. One big East Coast market soon to be announced. Going to be big. We are reacting to the biggest uh, story in the world of sports last night, and it was Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors and Draymond Green dominating down the stretch against the Portland Trailblazers, coming back from a 17-point second-half deficit Uh, stats for you as we prepare to hit you with some audio for those of you waking up across the country who may not have stayed up for this entire game. Uh, Most points in an NBA postseason history by a player in a four-game sweep. We have a new winner in the clubhouse. Steph Curry scoring 146 points. Gets past Shaquille O'Neal scoring 142 in the 2002 uh, NBA Finals. This is the most that anybody has ever scored uh, in a four-game sweep. Also, uh, the Warriors trailed for more minutes, 101 uh, in their sweep, than they led 83 minutes. They were outscored by 23 points in the first half, and they outscored Portland by 61 in the second half. And overtime, they also, the, the, the Golden State Warriors, are the only team in the past 20 years to overcome a deficit of 15-plus points in three straight games. As we now shift and pivot our attention to the NBA Finals, there are five players so far in the history of the NBA who have won four titles and two regular season MVP awards. Okay, Four titles, two regular season MVP awards. Who are those players? Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tim Duncan, and Magic Johnson, who has the 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 uh, the possibility now, if he wins this series, of becoming the sixth player to do that all time, Steph Curry. And if you look at this list, Steph Curry has a chance. If he wins this year, his fourth title in five years, I think most of you out there would be surprised if Steph didn't get at least one more. If he does that, 
then he will be, I think, what? Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would be the only players in the history of the NBA with five titles and two MVP awards. Because Tim Duncan only won four titles. I believe Magic Johnson only won four. Am I right in that, or did he win five? You guys can do research on that. Maybe Magic Johnson would be in that category too. Uh, But we're talking about incredibly elite company for Steph Curry if his Golden State Warriors can go on to win uh, this series against either the uh, Milwaukee Bucks or the Toronto Raptors, which will not start now for 10 days. The Warriors have a chance to get Kevin Durant healthy, maybe to get DeMarcus Cousins healthy. Crazy that they are going to have 10 days until they have to play again. Magic has 5-2. So uh, there would only be four players who have ever done that. That would be pretty extraordinary if Steph one day gets to five. But in the meantime, he can be the sixth player all time to have four titles and two MVP awards. But if you missed last night's game, let me give you some highlights of that game. Draymond Green played unbelievable basketball up and down the court. He was the engine for pressing the attack for the Golden State Warriors. Got down the court so fast after rebounds, after made baskets by the Trailblazers. Did not let them rest at all. And as if that were not enough, he's been very erratic when it comes to outside shooting. Teams don't even bother getting up in his face and covering him now. As a result, sometimes he gets an opportunity to make a huge three-point shot, and that happened last night. Doubled immediately on the catch. Over to Draymond for three. It's up and good! Draymond Green! 119-150, Golden State and Portland wants time. That's the Warriors radio network. Now, Damian Lillard had a chance to win at the end of regular season. The ball skipped off the rim, and then he got a last shot rolling off a curl in the corner, inbounds pass. He took a three-pointer very well covered by Klay Thompson. It was for the win, and it sounded like this on the Blazers radio network. Evan Turner gets the ball, looks to inbound, gives it to Damian in the corner, falling away for three at the buzzer. It's off the mark. And the Warriors will win. The Warriors win in overtime, 119 to 117. They finish off the Western Conference Finals in four games. And for the fifth consecutive year, the Golden State Warriors are headed to the NBA Finals. Uh, Five straight NBA Finals trips for the Warriors. Steve Kerr talked about that. It's the first time it's been done since 1966. Uh, the Boston Celtics back in the day as of their dynasty over 50 years ago. What did Steve Kerr think about going to five straight finals? I hope it doesn't uh, go unnoticed or underrated. You know, five straight finals hasn't been done since the 60s, since Bill Russell's Celtics. Uh, hasn't been done for a reason. It's really, really difficult. And after the game, A big reason why the Golden State Warriors were able to win four straight against the Portland Trailblazers, well, according to Klay Thompson, even though they split in the regular season, eh, that's the regular season, bro. You guys split with them in the regular season. What was the difference between those four games and these four games? Man, I don't know. Key word, regular. Um, Just get so used to playing 82 games every year. You don't put. You want to win every night, but you don't put too much stock into what you did in those 82. Because once playoffs starts, a clean slate, and 
I don't know the difference between the playoffs and regular season. The game gets much tighter. Um, there's more holding, grabbing, wrestler a little more go, go, and the physicality and just you know the fatigue toward the end of the season playing that many games. Whereas in uh, so that's Clay Thompson talking about the difference between the two. Now a couple of things I want to hit with you in uh, the stats when you dive into these numbers. First of all, Steph and uh, and Draymond were unbelievable, right? Steph Curry goes for 37 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists. Putting those 13 uh, rebounds into context, that's more rebounds than anybody on the Trailblazers had. So, I mean, that's pretty wild. So Steph would have been the leading rebounder almost in the game, but for the fact that Kevon Looney and, uh, and Draymond Green both ended up with 14, all right? He also had 11 assists. Meanwhile, Draymond Green, who played probably, I think there's an argument to be had that Draymond Green, this series against uh, the Trailblazers, is as good as he has been in any series ever. Uh, He got back-to-back triple doubles. He went for 18, 14, and 11 last night. 18 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists. But the the guys that I want to point out to you are here. First of all, the Warriors did this without Andre Iguodala. They did it without... Uh, Kevin Durant, and they did it out without DeMarcus Cousins. They managed to get a sweep despite the fact that they had severe issues that were going on uh, in terms of injuries. They brought out a guy who you didn't even know, certainly, I bet, Alfonso McKinney, and McKinney went for 12 points last night. They brought out Jordan Bell, who is, I believe, in his second year now, and Jordan Bell gave him seven big minutes. They uh, brought in Kevon Looney, uh, who has been a revelation for what he has been capable of out of UCLA, only 23 years old. Last night, he went for 12 points, 14 rebounds. McKinney came out of the G League. A lot of people could have found him in the G League. He made $175 per game in the G League, and now he is helping to star with the Golden State Warriors as a replacement for Andre Iguodala. Just an incredible job of role players stepping up and supplementing the big three that we all knew, Steph, Clay, and uh, and Draymond, even in the absence of Kevin Durant, in the absence of Andre Iguodala, in the absence of DeMarcus Cousins. A lot of depth on this year's Golden State Warriors team, and, and I think this is important, and... Even if Kevin Durant leaves in this offseason, and Kevin Durant's starting to get all up in his feels because everybody's pointing out that the Warriors now have won five straight games, including closing out game five uh, without him, and that's game five against the uh, the Rockets, and they've done it while playing a scintillating, breathtaking brand of basketball such that I think we've all had to reinforce in our minds that the Warriors will still be the favorites and maybe even a substantial favorite next year, even if Kevin Durant decides to leave them and go play with the Knicks. And we're not sure that's going to happen, but even if it happens, the Warriors still would be the best team in the NBA. I also think that when you look at this accomplishment, we have underrated overall Steph Curry's performance. He's the best point guard in the NBA. How often is Steph Curry even mentioned when you talk about the best point guards in the NBA? There are a lot of other names that are are oftentimes mentioned. 
Russell Westbrook at the very top of the list. Russell Westbrook is a pale approximation of what Steph Curry can do on a night-in, night-out basis when he needs to. Uh, This has just been an incredible run by the Warriors since the Kevin Durant injury. Now, they get 10 days. They don't play again, and the NBA Finals doesn't tip off until May 30th. So that's Thursday of next week, meaning there is a ton of time now to sit around and wait for that to be taking place. I am just uh, I am just kind of utterly blown away by how good the Warriors have been, by how transcendent Steph and Draymond Green have been. And also, it's been a nice throwback to how much fun the Splash Brothers were to watch play, the pace in which they move the ball, and the pace in which they attack on the offensive side of the floor is nothing short of spectacular. That is where we are. We'll break down Bucks and Raptors for you in the final segment of this show. Everybody will give you their picks. But up next, we're going to be joined by Petros Papadakis at Petros and Money at the Old P on Twitter, AM570 LA Sports. They will be on this afternoon, and we are going to dive into this crazy dumpster fire of epic proportions with the Lakers and Magic Johnson and his performance on television yesterday. What in the world is going on? That is utterly wild. We will talk about it. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. If you hear Taylor Swift and you think, oh, whose walk-up music is that? That's Petros Papadakis' walk-up music. Let's hear the chorus here. It's great. Pull it up a little bit. Oh, what a great song. Joined by Petros Papadakis now, AM570 LA Sports. Petros, when you saw Magic's performance on television yesterday, you thought what? I thought that he's become diabolical. Can you hear me? I'm on my Bluetooth in my truck. (laughs) Yes, we can hear you. I'm driving to yoga because they're changing the floors in my yoga studio. So I have to drive all the way to Long. I have to drive all the way to Lawndale, Clay. Uh, That is, I I, I feel so bad for you. Uh, Maybe you'll see magic there, and uh, he's getting a nice little hot yoga in on his own. So uh, I don't need you to transition me to magic. I (laughs) thought it was. I thought it was one of, I mean, look, in the last six weeks or whatever it is from when Magic stepped down in that public press conference, which I thought was one of the most embarrassing moments in Laker history, then they had the, some say even more embarrassing, Tyron Lu botched hiring deal, and now the day they were trying to take a step forward, and introduce their new coach, who did join us uh, yesterday on the show, Frank Vogel. Magic Johnson napalms their entire press conference and talks about all of their shortcomings as a front office and tries to cover his tracks and tries to make sure everybody still likes him and smiles and 
use Molly's first name and Max and Stephen A. And you know how it is and this and that. I mean, it, it was embarrassing again. It, it, it might have been more embarrassing than the press conference uh, six weeks ago or whatever, because now uh, you're ruining, you're, you're, you're smiling and saying you love these people while you're ruining their business. Uh, whether they're doing it or not on their own is, is up for debate, but it's, it's a pretty bad deal. I, I just, I, I don't know any other teams that we talk about like this. Yeah, you, you know, let's go to Jeannie Buss here because she doesn't have any idea that Magic's going to step down when he steps down in that press conference, if you even want to call it a press conference. It was more like a press availability. Then she tries to reach out to him. They go out to dinner. She asks him time after time, are you sure there's nothing you want to say here? Are you sure there's nothing, uh, nothing else a part of this story? And then he goes on national television and rips the entire franchise to pieces. I think it's hard. I mean, I think it's hard to blame her in any way here, other than you can say, well, they, she's coddled Magic Johnson for too long. But when you privately ask somebody, hey, do you have any issues? Do you have any issues? When you post a picture of the two of you out to dinner, when you refer to him as your brother, and then he goes on television and savages you and the entire franchise like this, I think it's all on Magic, honestly. I mean, it's hard for me to blame Jeannie Buss for Magic's intransigence here unless it's by deciding to give him the job to begin with. Give me that word one more time. In, in transigence. I, 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 that is an early morning word for me, too. And I saw it, like, looming up. I saw it looming up in my head as I was going down. It was the perfect word, but it's a hard one to pronounce this early in the morning. Well, I think when Laker fans hear you absolve Cheney Buss of all of this, they probably aren't super happy because Cheney Buss created this business environment. So if anybody's to blame for anything... It's Jeannie Buss because she, the buck stops with Jeannie Buss. Uh, she's the celebrated governor of the basketball team, and the town celebrated her. And she's created this. She created the Rob Palenka Magic Johnson dynamic. She hired Magic Johnson and told him that he could do all his other work and he didn't have to come to work. She, she created the situation. So Magic is a guy who wants to be loved. He is loved by so many people. He lights up a room. He really does have that kind of uh, put people in a trance sort of uh, charisma power. Yeah, uh, it's 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 crazier than that, Clay. I mean, you have charisma, and sometimes I can't wait to get away from you. Uh, <laughs> like I, I've spent a lifetime talking about magic on the radio and making fun of him. But when you get in a room with him or an elevator and he turns the smile on you, you're, you're done. You know, he's six foot nine and he's Magic Johnson and he is charming. But at the same time, I think it's starting to wear really thin because what he's doing is pretty transparent. I mean, even though it's done with a smile and he says Jeannie's his sister and she says he's her brother, what what he's doing is really detrimental to the future of the franchise. And maybe that's what he feels is necessary. You know, this is funny, and this is something that, that Matt and I talk about on the radio all the time. Magic Johnson, when Jim Buss was running the basketball part, and Mitch Kupchak, do you remember that time, Clay? Yeah. Okay, 
Magic was the was is still is a, a part owner of the Dodgers and kind of a face man for the Dodgers, and he would do interviews at Dodger Stadium or do interviews on ESPN where he has friendly platforms, and he would rip Jim Buss and Kupchak a new a hole, like he got after them hard, and it really hurt the the franchise. It would always become national news if you remember that, and. My radio partner said it first, I think. They hired Byron Scott, Magic's friend, just to shut Magic up. And it, and it worked. And then Magic got brought into the fold as an executive. And some say that that's how they got LeBron. Others would say LeBron was coming anyway. But, you know, he's been silent like uh, Tori Amos, silent all these years. And what you saw yesterday morning is probably the new normal. Whenever he has a grievance against the Lakers or he's going to be asked uh, if he doesn't like something they're doing, he's going to speak his mind. He's going to call these people out. He used to be an executive on the inside. It's going to make national news, and the Lakers can't control it. And it's just an awful situation for the Bus family. I do really feel bad for them. What do you think LeBron is thinking? I think that he thinks that he has enough basketball talent if you put somebody around him and he can stay healthy. And this Frank Vogel is a pretty legit coach by all accounts. They play good defense under him generally. I I think he thinks that he can can do well. I mean, if he can win a championship at the dysfunction of Cleveland's ownership, that Dan Gilbert guy – who is also an owner that a lot of people don't like, uh, then I'm sure that he can, that he feels like he can push through in this really tumultuous Lakers situation. But I, if I was LeBron and I had all these people around me and all these advisors and all these production people that, that I trusted and were my uh, confidants, I would kick somebody in the balls for not telling me about the Lakers situation before I took uh, their offer. I, I, I mean, I I don't know how he didn't. Maybe he just figured he he's transcendent of all things. And if you're LeBron James, I, I guess you would figure that. But I would have done a little bit more research on the Laker ownership situation and gotten to know these people a little bit better before I signed away the last three meaningful years of my career to him. What, it is an amazing story now. So Jeannie Buss seems, I was reading a story, I think it was on ESPN.com, she seems to have basically decided to just kind of batten down the hatches and not say anything publicly and ride out the storm and hope that in the off season here the Lakers can sign a major free agent and allow the on-court product to talk more than the off-court noise. But if you are Jeannie Buss, do you need to hear from her? Like, she wasn't at the Frank Vogel press conference is what was said. Like, if you're a Laker fan, do you want to hear from her at this point? Yeah, I think, well, I think it's been pretty shameful that none of them, no one, has been available throughout this process to kind of calm the Laker fans down because, Magic did his thing. Uh, Jeannie sent a couple tweets with some hearts toward him, and that was that. Jeannie has showed up at two uh, universities locally, LMU and USC, 
to talk to small uh, communications classes. And obviously that doesn't help anybody. Uh, the, the, only, the only person that they put out really in front of anything was a young player, Kyle Kuzma, when they sent him to the lottery. And so Operation Human Shield is basically what's been going on. Rob Polenka was available for a comment, I think, right after they got the number four pick. And then Rob Polenka sat there yesterday and bore the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune from the from the L.A. media about Magic Johnson calling him a backstabber and uh, Linda Rambis and what her role is and all that stuff. So, yes, if I'm a Laker fan, I desperately want to hear from Jeannie Buss, who's painted as a stabilizer, painted as a liberator from uh, her brother Jim, and uh, and now this is much worse than anything Jim had put together. They have LeBron James, and they're a laughing stock. Yeah, it, it is really kind of remarkable. Now let's go back to Magic for a minute. Um, I am fascinated by Magic thinking that he could be president of basketball operations and not have to work that hard at the job. I mean, and again, you have been around a lot of athletes in your time as well. And one of the things that I'm always struck by is so many of these athletes are described as incredibly hardworking. And when they get into media, it's a rare athlete that actually works that hard at television or radio. I mean, I think you'd probably agree with me. Over your career, you've worked with a lot of athletes. (laughs) Right? I mean, the more of a... (laughs) (laughs) the more of a star you are the less hard you actually work and there are a lot of people probably driving into fox sports this morning listening to us and they're nodding their heads and they won't say it publicly but it's like man this dude got described as like the hardest working guy ever and he won't even bother to show up 20 minutes before the tv show starts and do the most basic level of work right and and so my argument has been hard work for athletes is not the same as hard work for most people who are in their cars driving to work today, right? Like if you are a great athlete, you probably are not working 80 hours a week at your craft. You're, you know, you can work out for a couple hours a day, then you chill and watch video, get play video games and hang out and get on social media and Instagram and stuff like that. I mean, like the the difference in work ethic between a 25-year-old investment banker and a 25-year-old first-round draft pick in a major sport in America is seismic, right? Young lawyers work way harder than <laughs> young superstars do, right? And so would you buy into this theory? So then and then so what I'm building on here I, is you know, I, it's rare that you get a superstar who goes into a field and is also a superstar elsewhere. Other than maybe Jerry West, how many guys can you point to? Whether it's Jordan Danny, as an executive. Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge has been open. Is he really a superstar? I mean, there's lots of guys who are kind of on He's the pretty periphery. pretty big-time athlete. El- Elton Brand was a big star. He's an executive. Larry Bird. Larry Bird was a great executive and a great coach. I mean, there are exceptions. It's rare. I understand exactly what you're, what you're pointing at. I think athletes know how to get something out of themselves uh, physically and emotionally that lawyers uh, don't, but lawyers know how to work hours and be meticulous and be focused in a way that maybe a superstar athlete 
wouldn't, I mean, in the context of Magic Johnson and the conversation, I think Magic Johnson's a pretty energetic and vibrant guy who's hardworking, but his job is to be Magic Johnson. Yeah. You know, his job is not to break down tape of, uh, of young players for Marquette. You know, Magic Johnson wants to be Magic Johnson. He has another business, which he talked about yesterday on the first take show, which is basically uh, going around to different corporations like uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, like he was yesterday. That's how he doubled up on that trip to New York. He talked to the guys at J.P. Morgan Chase and probably got uh, $100,000 or more just for doing it for yep. a half hour. Take some pictures. Uh, he talked to, like, just this month, I think he's been to Lamborghini. Uh, he does all kinds of different uh, motivational speaking, I guess, and and that's what he does anyway. So you can't really have a full career doing that, traveling around like a comedian, and be the president of a basketball team. And it's Jeannie Buss that, that set that up. And it's it's kind of weird just to, just to, when you say it out loud, like, oh, my God, now that I follow him on Twitter and Instagram and now how you see the story played out, of course people were rolling their eyes at that structure. In the modern NBA, that's just not how it works. And remember, I think there were some people, I think you were one of them, and like Dan Levitard was one of them too, and when people said, hey, I think this is a disastrous decision, Magic Johnson doesn't want to work that hard, he's not qualified, uh, to unless you're going to commit to a job like this full-time, you just can't do it. People were like, oh, that's insulting. How dare anybody insult Magic Johnson? But that's kind of par for the course, right? When you get a big job, people immediately say, is this guy up to the job? Is he going to be committed to it? And it seems to me Magic never was. And so hearing Rob Polinka say what I think a lot of people would say, hey, if I'm there working 80 hours and you're barely even coming into the office, it's hard for me to think you're pulling your fair share. Yeah, but nobody likes Rob Palenka, and nobody wants to defend Rob Palenka. And you saw his haircut; it's indefensible. <laughs> uh, and his his plucked eyebrows and his smug. He attitude. looks a lot like Rob Lowe. Like I see Rob Palenka. He looks like Rob Lowe with cable. Yeah. He, you know, like those commercials. Uh, not the Rob Lowe with Direct TV. That that's Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe with cable is Rob Palenka. Yes, and. Uh, it's hard to like. That's the thing. It's like when you go after Magic, it it seems like you are you're defending Rob Palenka, and nobody wants to defend Rob Palenka except for I guess Jeannie Buss, uh, which is interesting. And don't forget, Rob Palenka is Kobe's agent. His whole connection is Kobe, and maybe they try to they're trying to appease Kobe by giving Rob Palenka all this power and basically giving him Magic's job, even though it's probably not in title. I mean, there's a thousand theories, and I guess they'll all play themselves out. But I guess the big question, Clay, for Laker fans is, is this an environment that's going to bring in a free agent this summer uh, that's desirable, that wants to run up and down with LeBron James amidst this turmoil? Uh, Maybe yes, maybe no. By the way, I'm loving this. Uh, Johnny Foxcroft hopped on Twitter and said, nothing is more California than, quote, wearing Bluetooth driving to Lawndale for yoga. Uh, so uh, I'm not wearing Bluetooth. I'm on the Bluetooth in my truck. And I'll tell you this also, there are men, real men, that go to this yoga class that were listening on the radio 
and uh, waving at my car like I'm a circus animal <laughs> while I'm trying to, because I'm in the parking lot outside now. Uh, so how did how does this resolve itself? I mean, like, so this is a full-on circus. What is, like, I don't know, next, Clay. What's going to happen? No, I don't know what's going to happen with North Korea. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, honestly, it, I mean, a lot of people are now talking about, you know, all these people would line up to buy the Lakers, and AEG would have first rights and this and that, and they're worth this much. And But I, I, the, I don't think the Bus family would ever sell the Lakers. I, I, I think they all promised their, their father on his deathbed that they would keep the team and keep the money in the family because of what it's worth. And I, I don't think they're ever going to try to sell that iconic brand. So I, it's not going to end there. I mean, it doesn't seem like they just wanted to give it all to LeBron and let let it be Team LeBron for three years, which, sadly, is probably better than the alternatives. But they didn't hire Teron Liu. Uh, I don't really know how it plays themselves out. I mean, uh, it doesn't look like the Golden State Warriors are going anywhere. I mean, yeah. they, they can win a Western Conference. They can win a Western Conference, sweep a Western Conference Finals without half their players. Yeah, I mean, it, they're not going anywhere, and neither is – I just – and LeBron's not getting younger. You know, he got injured this year and missed a significant amount of time. I remember when that started happening with Kobe Bryant, and his, his career went right off a cliff. It's a slippery slope for these guys, and they get old overnight. And uh, sadly, I don't think the future is bright. I would try another bus if I was, <laughs> if I was, uh, if I was the Laker ownership group. I would try another bus. I think the most measured and easy to deal with and, and uh, I guess, uh, corporation-friendly bus is Joey Bus. Joey Bus. I, I think he would – Joey Bus. That's the new bus that I would hire. I would put him in charge, and I would let him hire CEO types and create a more modern basketball situation. Outstanding as always with Petros. We need a new bus. This is Outkick. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Love thinking about Petros outside of that yoga studio, just gesticulating wildly in the car while he talks to us about the future of the Lakers and suggests which bus should be the next one if Genie Bus ends up. Can we put in a request? Do you think Genie Bus wakes up early enough to come on our show? We got a huge audience in LA in the 5 a.m. hour. Do you think Genie Bus is an early riser? Something tells me she sleeps in. <laughs> Well, maybe she wants oh, to come yeah. on. Let's put in. Can you put in an official request for Jeannie Bus on behalf of our show? With the Lakers PR department, I can do yeah. that. Yeah. We'd like to have Jeannie Bus on 5.30 a.m. We could tape if necessary, but just an official request. I feel like we talk a lot about the Lakers. I don't know that we've ever had a Lakers guest on the show live because we're on so early, but we would tape with her and play it. But I let's put in an official request for Jeannie Bus. I think that's a good move. And then we could do all Petros' work. He just plays our interview for us in the afternoon all day long on 570 AM LA Sports and just play our interview with Jeannie Buss. She'll probably say no, but maybe she likes the show. What if we are her alarm? What if she's waking up every morning, she's a big Animal Thunderdome person, huge fan of OutKick, hasn't ever been asked, been hoping we're going to do it, we'll put out the request. She might say no, but a lot of people don't want to come on this show. A lot of people are scared to come on this show because we've got a big audience and we try to be fair. So we'll have Aaron. By the way, really quickly, before we get to the picks, yeah, somebody who's worked a lot harder than Genie and Magic combined the past few years, you 
we're uh, talking about the great Warriors roster right now, especially Alfonso McKenney coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Just wanted to correct myself. I got the number in the G League correct, but McKenney actually paid the G League $175 to join. How does that work? I guess you have to pay for a tryout if they're not scouting you. Wow. So that's how far this kid has come. In September 2016, he paid $175 to the Windy City Bulls to try out for the team. I mean, that seems so lame that they charge people yeah, to try out. right. Did he get reimbursed when he made the team? I'm going to pay and I'm going to try. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. And then to watch him on that stage last night, that's insane. Yeah, good for him for sticking to it and fighting. I mean, uh, that's a good lesson in life in general. Um, you know, the, the, the Kevin Durant's and LeBron James's of the world are really a rarity. Most people, in order to be good at what you do, regardless of what your profession is, they don't identify you at 15 or 16 years old and say, oh, this person's going to be the best in the world at what they do. Most people got to get out there and grind in order to make it happen. Most of us aren't born seven feet tall, six foot nine, all got gifts, all got different talents. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot easier to root for guys like that that come and, and work their way through. And honestly, Steph is a great example of that and why I think so many people respond well to him. He had to go to Davidson. Davidson's a great school. Not exactly known for basketball excellence. Certainly not known for producing one of the greatest basketball players of the generation. Uh, all right, quickly. Uh, may not have time to get everybody's picks, but I am all in on the Bucks. I think they win big. Fast. Can we go all the way around? Yeah, Who you got? We can. It's a bounce back for Giannis. Big time. Bucks. Bucks. All right. Uh, Dub, who you got? I'll roll the Bucks as well. Roberto? Going Bucks. All right. Unanimous. unanimous on Bucks. Whenever the show is unanimously on a side, we lose. So I would encourage everybody out there to take the Raptors uh, plus the points based on this. Whenever the show is unanimous on a side, I think our gambling record is like 0% wins. Uh, nevertheless, I'm going to be on the Bucks as well. Appreciate all of you han- hanging out for the Tuesday edition of Outkick. We'll be back tomorrow, loaded Wednesday edition. We'll be breaking down whatever happens in the Bucks game against the Raptors. Again, fade the show. Go with the Raptors. You'll probably win. This is OutKick. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now.